Uh, thank you, Larry, for joining me. My name is Tyler Cutterback. This is the How Do I Get That Job podcast. This is episode nine. Uh, thank you very much for being with us. Do you mind introducing yourself? Hey, uh, my name is Larry Giver. Um, I am. Uh, I was invited here because apparently uh, I'm told when I go to work that I'm in charge. <laughs> I'm the manager <laughs> at uh, Cricket Wireless. Uh, I work for an authorized retailer actually called Mobile Link USA. Uh, so much like McDonald's has their franchise locations, we're kind of the same thing, but just in the cell phone world. So I've uh, I've spent most of my working career in retail. I've popped out of it a couple times briefly, but always seem to find my way back. I actually uh, I started in retail when I was 17. Yeah. Oh, okay. 17. 17 uh, was my first job job. And uh, I just, I got into it. I really liked what I was doing. Kind of a silver tongue devil. And uh, I got a knack for sales and I like peopling and I like getting to, I like the social aspect of it as well. Um as uh, as my career went on, I, I found myself interested in kind of moving up uh, a little more towards running the show, at least on the store level. No real compunction to go any higher than that, because man, that is a lot of a lot of BS for nowhere near enough money. <laughs> but uh, no, I just you know I just I wanted a little store to call my own and say this is my show, and that's the end of the day. And uh, recently, I actually got there uh, by way of a, a huge obnoxious struggle and fight, but. Um, so, you know, I've, I've sold every, you know, I've worked in retail for like 15 years. I've sold everything under the sun from video games to cars, to diamonds and cell phones and massage chairs and Tempur-Pedic mattresses and everything else in between. Wow. Um, yeah, legit, like everything. (laughs) Um, so, but, uh, I I started with, uh, with Cricket Wireless and Mobile Link USA back in, uh, mid July last year. So coming up on a year here soon. And, uh, I got brought in as the assistant store manager as I did have some prior management experience, um, elsewhere and, uh, both, uh, formally in title and informally, uh, as a, a store manager. But, um, so I got brought in as an assistant store manager, um, and, what I did not realize coming in the door is that uh, Mobile Link had just recently, uh, within the last year, acquired and bought out the store that I got into along with all the other stores in our town. Um, and they were they were dealing with the end of a massive turnover of employees from the uh, the old company that they bought everything out from. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, it. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. It was uh, it was quite the fuster cluck, and uh, <laughs> it's it's taken some time to uh, to really try and undo some of the damage and overcome some of the the problems and the obstacles. Clean out uh, the last of the old uh, I want to say old guard, but frankly, that's more respect than some of them deserve, unfortunately. Uh, and I, I don't mean to sound crappy, but I mean they're. <sighs> there was a mess in place when I, when I stepped into it. Um, uh, You'll find that, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm grateful for the opportunities, but I I will always be a hundred percent blunt force trauma, honest about, you know, where I am, what I do and the people that I work for. And uh, some of those people may not necessarily like it, but I'll, I'll always speak the truth. Um, So to that end, I mean, the, the company that I work for, uh, mobile link, uh, is the one that really kind of gives the direct orders for us, uh, cricket, uh, for anybody not familiar, uh, it, it's uh, a weird kind of dichotomous relationship where, you know, 
corporate cricket has their representatives that come in and go, we want our branding and image to look like this. And it's my job to make sure that you guys do that as a company for mobile link. Uh, but beyond that, really mobile link pretty much calls the shots. Um, you know, uh, corporate cricket sets, uh, sets, you know, basic pricing for like phone plans and, you know, uh, devices and things like that. But beyond that, it's really kind of up to mobile link in terms of how they run their business and sell, you know, sell to make their money. Um, but that being said, you know, it does leave a lot in the hands of mobile link in terms of, you know, how they run their, their specific store operations and their, uh, employment promotion and management policies and things like that. And, uh, because of the state of everything when uh when i came in the door last year um i got hired in uh as an asm and somebody else got hired in as the store manager for the store that i was getting put into as well literally day and date with me we started at the same time wow. yep and uh that particular store manager kind of took a look around at the operation and said yeah, y'all need to figure some stuff out first before I come anywhere near this. And I uh, <laughs> put it in his two weeks and said, I'm out. Good luck. Wow. Uh, yeah. Well, so Mobile Link uh, actually carries a policy, um, which in normal working conditions makes a lot of sense. Uh, their policy being that you're not eligible for, uh, in order to be eligible for promotion. You have to a have been with the company minimum six months and b you know hit all your metrics and numbers for six months consecutive now like i said in normal circumstances that makes sense and it works great however uh with everything that was going on at the time we had three stores in town um inside of our territory our territory is bigger than those three but there's mm -hmm. three stores just kind of networked together all in the same city and uh, the rest of the stores in the territory are kind of way off and don't really have anything to do with us. Um, but in any case, so once the dust settled after about a month of me getting in the door, there were four employees between three stores. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. This, was, this was not a pretty situation. And on top of that, not one of those employees was a store manager. All that was left was three ASMs, one for each store, and one part-timer. That was it. And they were so determined to stick to their guns on this, we're not going to promote anybody unless you've been here six months nonsense. I'm like, y'all got a problem here because you've got three people that at least know what the hell they're doing and have an interest in running a store and are running your stores, mm -hmm. but you won't do it. And you're going to sit there and, you know, basically snub them by hiring management from the outside in instead, rather than taking the people that already know what they're doing and have their hand in that cookie jar already and can run the show and giving it to them. And they, they legit kind of burn some bridges that way. Um, myself and one other are really the only two left from that, that time period. The, the others have, uh, since long gone, but, um, you know, we, we stuck it out and, uh, we we survived through one very short run territory manager, a longer run uh, regional sales director above the territory manager actually that um, seemed determined to just make everything needlessly difficult and impossible. Um, but 
uh, eventually we we ended up with a territory manager that saw the situation, knew what was going on, and did his best to walk the very fine line of doing what corporate above wanted and actually doing right by the people that, you know, had held up the whole thing in the meantime. You know, it, it got brutal enough that I, I will speak to the fact there was a point I ran a solid month open to close every day without a day off. That's not I, legal. It is, actually. You'd be shocked. You're not supposed to work more than 13, 13 days in a row without a day, without a break. That's OSHA. I've done some poking, but it, it was what it was, and I did what had to be done to, to keep everything up and going. So, but in any case, um, but more to the point, uh, you know, what, what kind of brought us, uh, you and I here, you know, is talking about kind of, you know, hiring and getting your foot in the door. Um, and I, you know, it it took some time for it to come to light because somebody didn't want to open their mouth and speak up, but I found out that, yeah, there's no people here and, uh, you don't have a store manager. So guess what? Hiring's on you. Good luck. I'm like, You know, you probably should have mentioned that from the get-go. I would have been working on this. But yep. you know, whatever, here we go. So, you know, and uh, in that meantime, well, you know, I'm sitting here writing out my uh, six-month sentence, if you will. Um, I'm <laughs> I'm looking for more part-timers to, you know, fill out the roster and even ended up bringing in and training multiple store managers for positions above me. And, uh, yeah... Um, but you know, it's, it's a matter you do what needs to be done. And, uh, I knew my territory manager was working on some of the store manager issues as well, uh, in such a fashion that when, uh, when he wrote when we wrote out the clock that he'd be able to get me taken care of. And he, he did right. And he stood by his word and did what, so, but that being said, uh, a big part of my job now is, you know, as formerly as the assistant and now the store manager is, uh, recruiting, scouting, and hiring, uh, and training as well. And so, you know, it's, uh, I, the, the operation we run, I, I do it all on a $0 budget. Mm -hmm. You know, I, and I'm, I'm pinging out all kinds of places. You know, we, we utilize every free tool available to us. Uh, Indeed is a big one. Um, snag a job is another, um, because they all gear more towards the, uh, the, the part-time entry-level uh, retail markets. You use ZipRecruiter? Uh, uh, I have not played with ZipRecruiter, actually. Um, it's one of those that one day I'll get some time to actually look at it. Yep. Um, but in any case, uh, and uh, one of the others that's been tremendously helpful, and I can't speak to any any market outside of you know my own locality here, but here locally we have a tremendous uh, some friends of mine actually started it a few years back. Uh, we have a tremendous uh, group on uh, Facebook called Only Real Jobs, uh, hmm. South Bend, Elkhart, uh, Mishawaka, and all just kind of the surrounding areas. So, I mean, hmm. it's it's basically a job support group specifically for our, our area, and it is well-moderated, so it keeps the BS out in that bay. Awesome. Um, you know, they, they do a great job with that. And it's not just, you know, job seekers, but it's also very much more of the postings is people, you know, in the area that, you know, see the now hiring signs, uh, you know, post up links to, hey, I saw this job fire thing is happening over here. These are the people that are going to be here. So it's more, you know, the active people in there, honestly, are the ones posting 
are the ones that are saying, hey, these places are hiring. If you're looking, go here, talk to them. You get very little of, and we, we kind of beat that down early on in this group's uh, existence. Uh, you get very little people coming on going, hey, uh, who's hiring? I'm like, you're literally in a group that's nothing but job posting. <laughs> Scroll, idiot. Do some <laughs> leg work. Legit. You know, we brought everything to the table. I'm not going to spoon feed it to you. Ugh. You know, um, you know, and it's it's honestly, it's really stupid little things like that that some people just don't comprehend. It's like if you're not willing to at least invest a little effort into job seeking, nobody wants you to work for them. If yeah. you can't put that much effort forward, one of the things that I've done specifically to weed out some of the BS when I post job openings there uh, for my store. And I, I also work uh, recruiting for some of the other stores in our territory as well, too, as they need help. Um, and it's, it's an area that I've, I've kind of picked up some experience in just by happenstance and gotten decent at. But one of the things that I've, I've done intentionally to kind of weed out some of the BS is uh, when I post something up there in terms of, you know, I'm looking to hire, I specifically put in there, message me to set up an interview mm -hmm. and you would be stunned how many people literally just leave a comment on the post that says interested. They, they never hear a word back from me because if you can't read and follow a simple basic direction, I don't want you working for me. If you can't follow something that easy, you sure as hell can't do the job that I need you to do. <laughs> I don't want you anywhere around me. So, you oh, know, I have so I, many flashbacks to my own hiring experiences. Yeah, oh, seriously. Cause, and, and not, not to say anything against like generations. Cause I don't think that's fair. I just think it has to do with inexperience. I was hiring tour guides to work at a college. Like it's not a difficult job. You just got to get yeah. trained on it. But like, if you can't follow the directions onto how to submit your application, maybe you don't deserve the job. <laughs> Not so much. No, no. You know, and I mean that being said, I I will I I will speak to at least mobile link specifically. Their their actual online application is a colossal pain in the keister. But you know, if you you know, if I reach out and I put out a job posting, and you know, you follow the you can actually follow the directions. We hook up. There's an interview. I like you. I will help you navigate the actual application because mm -hmm. I'm not even going to bother, you know, having you waste your time with that unless I know I want you on my crew. And so once we get there, trust me, we're going to go through this application side by side and I'm going to make sure that we get you in the door. You know, I'll get you through all the filters and everything myself. I'll so help let's talk there. about that a little bit, because I, I mean, I've had my own experiences working in retail where, you know, it's more about having the right crew. Like you said, mm -hmm. you it's not just like friends that you want to hang out with at work, yeah. but it's like it's having people that are responsible, that are good. But, yeah, you can get along with, but also yeah. like you, you know, maybe you don't get along with them, but they do a good job. So you respect them for that. What are you looking for in like? a good crew it, who are your players um so our our operations you know from store to store uh are, are actually pretty limited uh technically a a fully staffed store looks like one store manager an assistant manager and four part-timers 
Realistically, however, the labor hours that we are afforded really only let me run functionally uh, me, my assistant, and two part-timers. I've got a little more than that, but I'm right now I'm actually you know helping flush out their hours by loaning them out to some of the other stores uh, in my area that are short staffed right now, so that you know they they can kind of keep their hours up and the 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 short staffing over at the other store gets a little uh, relief as well. Can you just explain labor hours a little bit for somebody that doesn't necessarily understand? Absolutely. So. Um, if anybody ever understands the concept of you've got a budget, you know, you have this many dollars to spend to do something, labor hours is literally that. The The company says, this is your budget for hours. You have this many hours that you can schedule people to, you know, work the store. And, uh, you know, it's it's up to you as the store manager to figure out where to, uh, where to best spend them, how to utilize them, how to make it all work. Um, and so... With, with a very limited labor hour budget, you know, and the company wants me to have way more people on staff than I actually have hours for, you know, a, a couple things happen. One, um, you know, I, I, I at least personally do what I can to try and keep my people, you know, in enough hours to actually make something of a living. Yeah. Um, you know, and at that, at this point right now, that looks like I've got, you know, one person on loan to one store and one person on loan to another store for a couple of days a week each. And, uh, you know, I, I, I keep them, you know, I bring them back into my store for one or two days to, uh, to do some double coverage, uh, and some mid shifts for me on, uh, you know, weekends like Fridays and Saturdays. Um, cause if I'm going to do double coverage or mid shifts anywhere, it's going to be those days where, you know, we're expecting higher volume traffic to be able to better, you know, uh, assist our, our guests and our customers. Um, but in any case, that's, that's labor hours legit. But the other thing too, is that, you know, when there's more people than I have labor hours for, the other thing that happens is if you want those hours, you gotta be the one that's performing. Those yeah. hours are going to go to my strongest people, plain and simple. You know, I, I'm not going to give the bulk of my hours to somebody that can't do the job. Why? That just makes more work for, for me and everybody else around them, you know, and if, if I want to get my store sale numbers up, then I want my strong people working the most. So, you know, and it, it almost sounds kind of crummy, but it, it creates a real struggle sometimes too, because maybe there is somebody that, you know, is, is not running real strong sales numbers, but wants those hours. And when you're only running limited hours, it's real hard to get out of that pigeonhole. And I fully acknowledge that I do. It sucks. It's hard, but it, it kind of is what it is. And, you know, if, if you want to get out of there, you've got to bust your hump and show that you, uh, you deserve to, uh, you know, get that bigger piece of the pie. Um, so it, so let's bring it back to the players. You know, you have those good workers. What is a sign of a good worker? Is it just sales numbers or what What else is there involved? Well, um, I've, I've worked a lot of different places, but I will tell you um, as much as my company can make things a struggle sometimes, we get a lot more autonomy too in terms of how we run our show from store to store, which is both useful and um, can be a bit much sometimes. Um, There's a a lot of the marketing is honestly 
really done at the store level. There's not a ton of corporate marketing for our company. And so they leave it in the hands of the store managers to do things to, you know, market, you know, our, our business, our company, our product and our stores, uh, you know, on a very local level, um, you know, in terms of from store to store, the store managers were expected to put in three events, you know, two to three events a month to, uh, you know, promote and bump up our, uh, you know, our stores and put us out there into the community and really own our turf in our area. Um, so when you say events, are you talking about like discount events or are you talking about like going to <clears throat> bless me. you? about going to a like local radio station that's holding a festival or something very much the latter uh as a matter of fact uh here in uh south bend indiana um local uh locally downtown south bend uh has what's called first fridays and it's it's somewhere between a uh like a big once a month outdoor marketplace and slash block party you know, there's there's vendors and entertainment and local businesses and you know it's it's a little bit of everything from in town. You know, and they all they all come together and bring out you know a booth and uh, you know pedal their wares so to speak. You mm-hmm. know, for an evening outside uh, in in the middle of downtown South Bend to kind of draw some some traffic into downtown itself. But it's not limited to those that are just inside of downtown. It's for any business you know that uh is inside of south bend city um but it's it's a really neat event actually and uh as a matter of fact coming up here uh next week um we uh we're going to be uh for the first time out at uh first fridays in downtown south bend so that's one you know where i as a store manager you know i'm like because leaving it to the store managers is honestly uh an interesting way to go because nobody's going to know that area better than the, the people manager. that live there, mm-hmm. that work there. And that's the other thing, too, at least for me personally. I I don't just take on the uh, the events myself. You know, I put it out to all of my crew, all of my staff, because there's an added perk here, at least on my side here. I told them, like, look, if you guys have ideas or, you know, a foot in the door anywhere for something that would be a great partnership, you know, to do an event, you know, to bring somebody here or for us to go there or anything like that, let me know. Give me a contact number. We'll get our foot in the door. And then as part of submitting that event uh, to corporate, one of the other things is I get extra labor hours to staff them. Mm-hmm. You want more hours? Help me put together more events. Then I have more hours to give you. Yeah. Help me help you. And then we get to go outside and we get to do fun stuff. And then we sell some more and you get more hours and more hours means more opportunity to sell and more sales means more money in your paycheck. Boom. Everybody wins. So you guys run off commission then? Uh, We are hourly plus commission. Yes. Okay. So, you know, hourly is going to give you a backstop, but really um, the, the commission does give you an opportunity to take the cap off of your earning potential. And I know it sounds like salesman bull. But it's not, um, you know, are you really going to get rich uh, off commission selling what we sell? No. But do you have the opportunity to move your your hourly uh, mm-hmm. pay rate up, you know, a, a couple bucks an hour by the time you figure out the end of a pay period? Definitely. Absolutely. You know, it's it's all in what you, you know, you you get out what you put in, plain mm-hmm. and simple. You know, are there going to be some days where things just don't pan? Sure. But if you are the type of person, you have the personality to get in there and do it 
and actually, you know, make the make the people to people connection, the person to person connection, you know, with your customers and your guests and build that loyalty, you'll do well. It's that being said, though, it is absolutely not for everyone. No, it is not for everyone. You know, I I, I spend, you know, part of my part of what I look at when I'm interviewing for people for my crew, for my store, you know, is will this person thrive here or will they just get buried? You know, and uh, sometimes I get somebody that's already just ready to hit the ground running. Others, um, there are ones where I can see it in them, but I'm going to have to dig it out a little bit, kind of help, you know, hone it and show it to them. Uh, As a matter of fact, I have somebody on my staff right now uh, that's absolutely wonderful, uh, a tremendous human being. Um, But in the door at face value, probably not the right fit. But in talking with this person, I've been around this long enough. This person's got it. This person doesn't even know they have it. But it's also not at the forefront for them. And so both myself and my uh, my assistant store manager have been spending time working with this person to go, here are some things that we want, you know, I want to tell you just from personal experience, you start tweaking and adjusting these things, teaching them little minutia in terms of body language and presentation and, you know, just little subconscious, subliminal, nonverbal cues to fine tune that person's skills. That person is fantastic. I've literally watched day over day changes as we bring these things to this employee and watching these employee implement these things and you can see the change. And a lot of times it's, you know, not, not to sound ageist or generational by any means. Um, you know, but the said employee is, is young. They're, they're green, you know, they're, they're very yeah. wet behind the ears. You know, they're very much of the, the Gen Z generation. And, um, it's, that kind of very forward extroverted personality that's needed isn't something that this person has or, or runs with by default. Mm-hmm. But again, in my conversations with this person leading up to hiring, there are some things that I saw that said, it's there. I just need to coax it out a little. And I've, I've been really excited to see it come out of this, this person in particular, you know, since they started with me, um, they're, they're really developing and growing and getting to watch that flourish and bloom and really, you know, that person come into their own in this is a a great feeling of reward too, you know, because this person is going to, do I expect this person to stay with us forever? Absolutely not. No, but when the time comes that this person leaves, they're going to have a brand new set of job skills that they didn't have. And at the very least, I, my hope is that one day that person looks back and says, thank you to, uh, you know, thank you to, uh, my bosses for, you know, showing me and helping me, you know, bring this out of me, bring this out in me. So. I think those first couple of jobs that you have either in high school, in college or fresh out of school, either way, like they're so transformative because realistically there's no school that can teach you what job you're going to get. You learn about any job, whether it's retail or being a scientist on the job. 
Yeah. So those mentors are really important. So I'm glad that you kind of feel the responsibility of becoming a mentor and, and you get those intrinsic value of being a mentor. When you were 17 and you were just starting out in retail, who was your mentor? Did you have one or did you kind of have to learn trial by fire? I, I did actually. I kind of happened into this person by pure accident. And uh, this person and I had ended up becoming very close. As a matter of fact, he was my first manager when I started the video game store when I was 17. He ended up being the best man in both my weddings. That's amazing. So he's been a very dear friend of mine for, God, some 15 plus years now. Um, you know, we've, we've seen each other through through good times and bad, thick and thin, and everything in between. Um, you know, so the the relationships that, you know, come out of some of those, you know, working relationships can be tremendous and unexpected in ways you can't imagine. Um, you know, that being said, sometimes you got to learn to just leave work, at, you know, leave work at work and, you know, that's it. You know, I, I, I've worked places where it's like, seriously, you know, yeah, it's nice to get along with the people you work with, but serious, the, those people are not going to be your friends. You know, mm -hmm. be copacetic, get in, get along with them, get out and go about your life. You know, but there are others where, like where I'm at now and the crew that we've put together, we've become very close-knit, very tight-knit, and less co-worker and more family. You know, everybody here is very much looking out for each other to make sure, you know, anything happens, anybody needs something, there's a problem, you know, don't be afraid. Come talk to me. You know, come talk to us. You know, we, we're always happy to help, but we can't help if we don't know what's going on. You know, because the, the reality is, and a lot of people will tell you, you know, leave the drama and the bullshit, check it at the door, and pick it up on your way out again. And there's something to be said for that, but by the same token, speaking in terms of pure realisticness here, mm -hmm. it's not always doable. I'm sorry, you know. It's bad at home and things aren't going great and you know you just found out you got to do it you know you got to put in like a twelve hundred dollar repair on your car and all that should weigh on you and i'm sorry no matter who you are you come in the door some of that's coming with you and it's going to affect what you're doing inside and so it helps will you always have it no but if you do it's great and utilize it but it helps to you know if you have those people at work those mentors those friends anything like that you know, and especially a good manager, honestly, one that genuinely cares will tell you, hey, something's going on. Talk to me. I'm, you know, yeah. I, I got an open door. I got an open ear that you can bend anytime you like. I may not always be able to help, but at least I'm willing to listen. And sometimes that's what's needed. That's yeah. the only thing that's needed. You know, if you can help and, you know, they're willing, you know, all the better. But, you know, it's it's a matter of kind of learning to to read people and, you know, know know what is and isn't available to you in terms of resources and once you figure out what resources are available for the love of god use them <laughs> i see too many people i i kid you not i see too many people like i don't want to be a bother. i'm like if it was a bother i wouldn't have offered yep. seriously what's a bother is i offered let me help you you know come to me if there's a problem so I can help, you know, work it through so that we can get back to running, you know, our, our 100% a game. And then you don't, and then everything goes, to <laughs> um, I'm going to throw you a, an example here and I'm, I'm going to leave names out, but yeah. just due to the nature of this, um, I had somebody at one point that, uh, you know, I, I 
much like anybody else that's, you know, worked for me. Look, if something's going on, if there's a problem, you're struggling, let me know. Ask me. I'm always happy to help. You know, and this person told me, like, hey, I'm running a little tight on funds. Uh, I'm working it out. We're, we're good. This this was not the case. Mm. Uh, I ended up, uh, th- this person no longer works uh, for me, for the company, um, because they were uh, handling their issue by pulling cash out of our drawers. And it's like, seriously, you would still have a job if you had literally just swallowed your pride for a hot second and talked to me. If you're short on gas and you need, you know, a 20 to get by to get to work, I told you, I literally verbatim told you, talk to me, yep. you know, look around, know your resources. And granted, I get it. Sometimes it's going to involve swallowing your pride a titch, but guess what? Long term, that's going to be way more beneficial yeah. to you. You know, if you just talk to me, I'd have said, yeah, no, I get it. You know, it's, it's snug right now tell you what i got 10 bucks in my pocket this will help get you back and forth to what you need yep but instead you know they 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 did not only themselves a disservice but frankly you know it, it upset me personally because it's like look i legit tried to help and what did you do you made my life miserable a living hell in dealing with the fact that you're you're stealing from me yeah, you know you're, yeah. So, you know, and like, uh, how did they not think they were gonna get caught? You guys check your tills like every day, right? Like every shift. Like, how oh, do you yeah. not? Uh, is uh, is thieves go not the smartest thief? Mm. So, but I, yeah, it's neither here nor there. But I mean. You know, that's another thing, though. Like I said, if if you want to, you know, if you want to be a valuable team member and get your foot in the door somewhere and make sure that you stay there and, you know, hold your value as an employee so that, you know, you you can actually grow and advance, you know, in a in a company that you find yourself that you like that that does, you know, that that will sometimes mean often swallowing your pride, be it on a personal level of, you know, talking to your boss and saying, hey, um, just between you, me, and the bush, I'm uh, I'm struggling here for a hot minute. Any chance I could, you know, talk to you, you know, ask you to to help just a little, you know, can you float me a fiver to, you know, to to pick up a sandwich on the way home, kind of thing, or you know, on a professional level of, you know, the the th- what three of the most powerful words in the English language are, I don't know, you know, yeah. when you're when you're looking here, and I I will wholly credit that to one of the greatest comedians on the face of the earth. Uh, his name is Stuart Huff. Um, so if you've not seen him, heard him, look him up. The man is tremendous. Um, but in any case, you know, he, he speaks to the three most powerful words in the English language being, I don't know. And acknowledging and admitting that you don't know is the first step to being able to learn something. You cannot learn if you're not willing to acknowledge that there's something that you don't already know. Yep. And if you want to advance, you have to be willing to show that you can identify a deficiency, a personal deficiency, and then show that you know how to seek out that information, learn it, and then put it to work. I was working a retail job a couple of years back, and I had 
I was an assistant manager and then we had somebody that was coming up from just like a regular employee up to an ASM and literally the third day on the job as ASM, they were showing up late, like not just like five minutes late, like an hour late. Mm -hmm. And the reason what, so the manager pulls them aside and they're like, look, like you got to pull it together. Mm -hmm. And very bluntly, the guy just goes, look, I'm taking the bus into work every day and the bus around here has all these different stops and all these different routes i'm getting on the bus two hours before my shift starts and i'm still showing up late yeah and it just so happened i had put in my two weeks notice because i was moving across the country and i needed to sell a car yep and like just because he was honest about his situation we were able to take care of it the mm-hmm. guy ran that thing into the ground. like. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's, you know, and obviously not everybody's going to help you, like, get a car. But, right. like, you never know what's going to happen just by asking and admitting that you don't have, like, if the situation is out of control, admit that the situation is out of control and accept someone's help. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, you can't accept help if you don't ask for it first. Right. It'll never come. So... But, you know, kind of a little bit back to the point, though, Um, I I will tell you a couple things uh, or I I will throw out there for anybody watching, listening, wherever you post this up here, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, in terms of, you know, how do I get the job uh, interview wise? A couple things. One, I know they tell you, you know, dress for the job you want. I'm going to give you a clue here. If you're talking anywhere in like my field in retail, don't get me wrong. My work uniform, super casual. I've got a like a cricket logo t-shirt, blue jeans, and I wear DC skate shoes to work. <laughs> I do. Uh-huh. It's it's low-key casual, you know. That being said, if you're showing up to an interview, dress nice. For God's <laughs> sakes, I expect a bare minimum slacks and a button-up shirt yep like don't get me wrong i'm not gonna you know like dock your points mentally if you show up without a tie and a suit jacket it's a retail job i get but at least show up and look presentable yep i will say there are a couple of exceptions to that i've had a few interviews that i've worked on and you know kind of put together scheduling wise where in order to make it happen somebody has literally booked it over coming out of work at their last job working factory like we've talked ahead of time i know what's walking to the door you know i'm not expecting you know i'm expecting you literally just walked out of work at a factory that's and it goes back to that point of asking for help and acknowledging that there's a situation just give me a clue let me know what's going on and i work with you that's that's not that hard it's really not yep you know two um i try and make it a point to uh to stay away from some of the uh the stock questions in an interview you know the tell me about a time that you yeah uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> i'm gonna give you a clue as a job seeker if you step into an interview and that's all the interview is is those questions run run flee for your freaking life run it is not somewhere you want to be it's not. 
Seriously. Can you elaborate? Because I, I have my own experiences with this. That's why I'm laughing. But I want to hear what your, your point is. Because that tells you that the place that you're interviewing for has no pr- – it is literally going to be a soul-crushing – you are a cog in the machine, and they're going to grind you until the oil's gone and you burn out. Yep. You and want part of the reason somewhere why you- that has a personality, that has a life that breathes. And part of the reason That's why they're using those place. stock questions is because they do the interviews so often because they have such a high turnover rate that they just ask the same thing over and over and over again because they don't have time to come up with better questions. Yeah. You know, that's that's one part. You know, uh, another is that it's just they have no imagination. You know, they just they're like this is the stock no. Get out of there. Don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. You know, if you are of value, if you value yourself, be somewhere that's going to value you the way that you value you. And if you walk into an interview that's, uh, that is nothing but those stock questions, rattle off a sheet, that ain't the place. No lie. I sit down to an interview with somebody. The only thing I've got in front of me with any luck is that person's resume on a clipboard. That's it. I, and even then, I'm not usually looking at it. I've usually, if I've got their resume, I've looked at it ahead of time, and I already know in my head the couple of things that are of interest that I want to talk about and I want to find out more about. Beyond that, that interview, that is all off the cuff. I want to get to know you as a person to know how you're going to fit with the rest of my crew and see that you're going to be the right person for our shop. And that I want to, you know, that I want you with us and on board and that you're going to mix and you're going to gel right. Because here where we're at, it's all personality. You know, we've got to have a crew that has, we've got to have a diverse crew. Because when you're in sales, you've got to have somebody that's going to match to every kind of customer that's going to walk in the door. You know, if you have seven people that all are the exact same person, you can sell to one type of customer. That's it. That's not going to do you no good. Sorry. But, you know, so we've got to, you know, I've, I've curated and hand-selected and fine-tuned and crafted a crew that is very broad spectrum in terms of personality and who they gel with. But I've also made sure that I've put together a crew that gels well together so there's no BS and there's no high school BS drama <laughs> happening, you know, interpersonal inside the store between all of us either. You know, that is just as important to keep things smooth and running because when that it slips in, it gums up the works and productivity goes to crap and it's nothing but a mess that you just don't want. It's that simple. But, you know, if you if you find yourself in an interview where they're asking you weird off the wall, nutty questions, that's someplace you want to (laughs) be. Be with the crazy people because it's way more interesting. And you as a person. You are going to develop so much more being there and finding out what's really inside you because that place is going to draw out the best in you. Yep. It's that simple. You know, I, I, the reason I don't walk into an interview and sit down to the table with a list of questions, even the weird ones is because my questions come from talking to you. Mm -hmm. I hear something in you that goes, that's interesting. Let's dig deeper on that. And I'm going to throw you something that's going to make you go, what? 
but it's going to be on point. It's going to relate back to something that was said somewhere in our conversation already mm-hmm. that I want, I want to know more on, you know, that I want to know more about. And so I, I may sit on it for, you know, five, 10 minutes and then throw it out there to also see how quick you can recall and how fast you can shift gears. You know, you've got to be fluid. You've got to be personable. Be a human being. Don't be a robot. Seriously. <laughs> don't be a robot. Unless that's what you want to be, don't be a robot. And if that's the thing, that you, if that's what you want to be as a robot, sure. Go to that place and get a job where all they ask you is, tell me about a time that you exceeded customer expectations. And they never look up from the clipboard. Yep. Not once. I've had, I've been in those interviews. Me too. It's atrocious. It is one of the most dehumanizing experiences ever. You know, I will legit tell you from personal experience, that was my interview when I, when I applied to Walmart years upon years and years ago. I'm like, are you, granted, don't get me wrong. I was applying for third shift maintenance. So. You know, it just, it is what it was. I needed a job and I needed a paycheck and it was both. And I'm like, you know what? At the time I was kind of burned out on some other things going on. I'm like, it's low key. I can go in, throw on some headphones, do my job for eight hours and get the hell out. Yep. And you know, there was something to it. You know, there, there was a, there was a certain, um, tranquility in that to be completely honest. But, uh, at the end of the day, when it all finally came down to it, I found myself thinking, Man, I really miss actually working with people. Yeah. <laughs> so we get retail. I went. So we're getting to the end of our time here, and I think that's actually a good point to bring up. The last thing I always ask of all of my interviewees is, uh, "What is some last minute wisdom that you'd pass on to the next generation of people that are trying to get into your field?" So that that seventeen year old that's about to get into their first retail job, or you know, that college kid that needs some spending cash. Um, you know, what is something that you would pass on to them? Um, just because I've dealt with some of it with some of the people that I've worked with here recently. Um, I will tell you one work ethic. Don't get me wrong. There, there are those of the, the now generation, the Gen Z, whatever they call them, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever it's called these days, I don't keep up. You know, we've, we, we've got that one in, uh, my uh, my assistant and I kind of give that that person a hard time on the regular, but it, it it's it's all in good humor, and that person totally gives us just as much grief back, you know. Cool. But you know, it, it doesn't stop us from busting their balls a little bit just for fun. <laughs> uh, but you know, they're 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 game, and they totally keep pace and give us just as much <laughs> as we give. Um, but in any case, that being said, though, legit work ethic. Um, you know, you come to work, especially in retail. I'm not going to lie. Don't get me wrong. Retail can be mentally and emotionally taxing. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the, it, you're always going to have those days. But um, that being said, the biggest thing in retail is you're dealing with people. Seriously, you better learn how to actually face-to-face interact with people. I'm sorry. Hiding behind a screen and doing nothing but <laughs> shit posting on Facebook is going to get you nowhere the job skill that you need to get into this. And uh, if you can't handle actually being in the real world, um, I'm sorry, this is not the space for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, it's not. Um, you know, you've got to actually be able to handle dealing with people that, guess what, 
probably don't agree with everything that you think. Yep. And uh, you know what? If you want to sell to them, you learn how to do one of two things. You either chameleon and you learn how to mirror that person. Um, but the other thing, too, is if you want to keep your sanity, you learn how to do it in an honest way. You say, you know, uh, I've repeated wisdom from years ago, and I'm pretty sure some of that's gone away, and it should probably be restated. Three things you keep out of conversation when you're working with the public. Religion, politics, sex. Leave it at the... You yep. know, it's, it just it is what it is. And uh, I just... I know some people that don't understand that concept. Um, I think you know. we all know people like that. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's that's not the place to drag it out. Now, don't get me wrong. I've... In 15 years... I've run into some customers that have turned into regulars that have turned into friends and, you know, out, you know, we, we ended up with, you know, friendships and relationships outside of that business space between, you know, uh, salesman and customer to actually, you know, yeah, no, legit. What are you doing later tonight? Catch a beer? Hell yeah. Let's go. You know, it happens sometimes. That's one of the things I love about what I do in this space is it's peopling. Yep. I like the people, but I see a lot in the current generation and not all, but I do see it very broad spectrum that the the art and the craft and the love of peopling has gone away. Scared to people. Yeah. Like, uh, well, job security for me, I suppose, what you can do. <laughs> but, you know, there. But the other thing, too, though, is like I said, you know, it comes back to work ethic. If you're coming into, you know, if you're coming into my field in retail, I'm sorry, it's not that hard a job. Like, I've worked some factory. This ain't that. You know, you are not going to come in and, like, physically break yourself day over day over day. The trade-off is is that some days, not all, but some days, it will probably mentally and emotionally beat you. I have had days where I've had screaming, pissy, ragey, I want to talk to your manager, that's the starter kit Karen haircut thing in your grill. And you know what? (laughs) If you're in the right place and you've got the right management, you're working for the right kind of company with the right kind of manager, as long as you're doing your job, your manager is going to have your back and let you stick to their guns. You know, it gave me uh, a certain level of personal satisfaction, you know, when I knew what I was doing was right and somebody was just trying to be unreal. It was like, Look, I'm happy to do anything within my power to help you here. Yep. Key phrase, within my power, within reason. Mm-hmm. And what's being asked is well outside of that realm. And you get that, I want to speak to your manager. You go, that's him. Hey, you want to tell him the same thing I told him? <laughs> and I've, I've literally had a manager go, yeah, no, he's right. It ain't happening, lady. Deal with it. <laughs> you know, Have you I ever done the spin I, around? I haven't gotten to yet. No, I, I have had one experience where I've gotten to do that. It was so good. I want to speak to your manager. Okay. And I literally spun in a circle. Ta-da! Uh-huh. Turn around. How can I help? <laughs> so. The initial reaction was, are you going to go get him? I'm like, I am the manager. And they're like, oh, you've got to be here. kidding me. <laughs> so. But yeah, you know, it's. It's retail. It's not hard, but I mean, again, it's also not for everyone. So, 
but the people that are going to thrive and survive and thrive are going to be the ones that, you know, at the end of the day where they had a rough customer, you know, you, you brush it off, you go home, um, do what you got to do. And then you come back the next day and we start all over again. Yeah. I think that's so. true of any job you do. You know, there's always going to be things that are going to tax you, whether it's physically or emotionally or mentally. And, you know, go home, shake it off, do what you got to do to get over it. And then tomorrow, go back in and do it again because it's it's going to happen again. Yeah. You know, I, the, the people that are going to thrive here are the ones that instead of letting that, you know, be the focus and drag you down, the things that I'd like to take home more than anything are the good days where I had a customer come in and we hit it off. We had a great time, you know, and I, I love, I love those people. I love those customers. Um, you know, uh, a couple weeks ago I had a, I, I transferred stores recently in the last few months. Um, and, uh, one of my regulars from my old store popped in and, uh, was working with the store manager there. And, uh, the phone at my store rings and I pick it up and, uh, it's, uh, it's, my regular calling from the uh from the other store's store phone said hey i popped in and you weren't here and i missed you and i just wanted to say hi and tina said you were over here so i thought i'd give you a shout and say hey and let you know we miss seeing you you know to i i've recently had a a customer that uh we've hit it off really well we've had a great time uh we ended up recently making plans and going up and uh hitting up dinner at a local bar that does all ages family karaoke you know we went over had dinner uh, you know, broke bread and sang songs and had a good time. That's awesome. So, you know, you get some of that. Is it going to be every day? No. But the trick is make those the focus and yep. not the Karens. Yep. Sorry to any legit awesome Karens out there. You guys are getting <laughs> a bad rap, and I get that, but I'm sorry. There, uh, you're. I, I hate to tell you, you know, you good Karens are in the minority here. You might want to consider a legal name change. <laughs> That's awesome. So. <laughs> All right, man. Well, it's been a pleasure getting to know you. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate you hanging out with me. Uh, and, yeah, is there anything you want to plug? Um, as a matter of fact, yes. And uh, it's going to feel a little out of left field for the conversation that we just had. But um, I, I do run a, a small weekly video game podcast uh, called World 1-1. You can find us at uh, at our home on uh, Podbean at world11.podbean.com, all spelled out, all one word. Uh, you can also pick up the uh, the audio version of our show on uh, iTunes, Google Play Music, and Spotify. Um, video uh, versions of the show are also happening on our YouTube and our Twitch channels um, as well. Uh, then we've also we're running uh, Facebook and Twitter pages, and we're just starting up a uh, one of those weird Gen Z baby Instagram millennial powered uh, things uh, on the uh, on the Instas. Um, so we're out there now too. There's not much there yet, but it's coming. Uh, and the other thing that I would like to throw out there as well for anybody listening to this that's in the uh, content creation space uh, anywhere around the Midwest, which is how you and I connected, as a yep. matter of fact, um, uh, a brand new undertaking uh, in its literal infancy is the uh, Midwest Content Creators. Uh, find our group on Facebook, Midwest Content Creators. Uh, come join in. Um, you know, right now the group is in its infancy and we're, we're looking to just kind of, you know, grow, grow in literal size as a group, but on the back end 
I'm, I'm working with a very small crew that there is a long-term goal to turn this into an actual uh, once-a-year convention expo. We'll, we'll call it a, uh, a convexpo. Um, <laughs> you know, for, uh, for digital content creators inside of the Midwest, an area, you know, in that space uh, or a, a locality, a region, a territory in that, in that uh, digital creation space, that's often overlooked and uh, or even looked down upon to an extent, you know, but really so much of the awesome stuff on the Internet is coming out of the backyard of everybody in the Midwest and nobody knows it. And so it's an opportunity. The, the goal is to give an opportunity for both networking for those digital content creators, not just podcasters, but literally anybody in the digital content creation space to network together and as well to bring in the general public and say all this cool stuff this is in your backyard yep come check it out so youtubers uh, podcasters bloggers in a way to actually get face to face with them and make it a real person connection and go holy crap i didn't know that was literally like down the road from me and you know when you make that connection it's so much easier to start finally getting a foothold and getting the traction that you're looking for. And so because this kind of thing has not existed and the only other one that I've seen that's even remotely in this kind of vein and still not quite this, um, you know, this kind of stuff doesn't happen for us in the Midwest here. You know, this happens out on the coast. The only other one that I've seen starting to crop up is happening in Rochester, New York. That's it. Really? I went to college out near Rochester. That's why it kind of like sparked in my head. What what's going on in Rochester? Uh, they're they're doing a podcasters meetup, but you know, again, that's why I said it's in this vein, but it's not apples to apples, one to one. What we're looking to do with uh, the yeah. MCC here. Um, so you know, we we want something more broad spectrum for full on content creators, and again, it's not just a a meetup, but it's a way to you know bring in the public and say, check out all this cool stuff that comes out of your backyard that That's you awesome. never knew. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Larry. I really appreciate your time. And uh, I look forward to everything that you're putting out there with World One One and MCC. It's going to be awesome. I hope you have me on the show sometime. I love gaming. Hell yeah. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll touch base and uh, we'll make that happen. Sounds good, man. All right. Well, thank you very much. Peace.